All right. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. I've got Tina on today. And as you guys already heard her introduction, she is a shamanic practitioner teaching for 20 years. And so welcome, Tia. And it is an honor to be here. Thanks. Thank you. And I start mm-hmm. with the same question to everybody. How do you okay. align your glow and soul? Whew. By waking up every morning and realizing that I'm worth it to do it. Oh my, I think that might be one of my favorite responses so far. I love that. <laughs> that is Thank beautiful. you. I, I found that if, uh, if it doesn't matter who speaks to us or who shows up with the wisdom or the philosophy that we really feel good with, if we don't know that we're worth it, then um, what will happen is it will just go in one ear, not the other. So, so true. And I know this episode will come out a little bit later, but today, everybody who's listening, is the Pisces full moon. And so we are going to just jump right into that energetic, energetic. So, Ooh, <laughs> so Tia, tell mm-hmm. us about Pisces full moon. Yes. Uh, it is the great ending of cycles. It's the realization of old conditions that no longer serve us. It's another opportunity for us to step up and out of whatever's been containing us so that we can level up and expand and realize, you know, the power of, of our own abilities to create. I I think that our power is infinite and it always has been infinite, but what's happened is we go through situations where we get to experience our realizations about that power, like, wow, I I could step into that room or I could step into that moment and change everything. And so what happens is we grow in that realization of power and, and then we grow more into it. I don't, I don't ever think we grow three feet in power or we grow, you know, four gallons of power today or six feet of compassion. I think that we're always going through life so that we can realize that creative power that we're already walking with. And the Pisces full moon is the perfect day and the perfect time to realize, ah, this no longer serves my heart. Or, ah, you know what? I'm remembering that I'm worth more than this. And so I think I'm going to keep going and growing. (laughs) I love it. And for those of you who are not super familiar with the Pisces, uh, the Pisces, I'm a Pisces. And so I can talk about this all day, but Pisces typically are very creative, um, very optimistic. You can say we like to keep our rose tinted glasses on, which I like to call them pink, the uh. rose too. Um, and so what would you say to um, the individual who is ready for a little bit of change and is wanting to leverage this energy? Mm, during the Pisces, during the full moon? Yes. Okay. It is high time that women, people, humankind start to hold their baths as ritual. Their baths, their showers, because think about it. When you don't feel good, what's one of the first things that people want to go do? They need to go soak. 
Then you go take a hot shower, a cold shower. And Pisces being the, the two fish, one pointed up, one pointed down. What it's about is, is reminding us of those times and how important self-care is. And one of those things, a, a really beautiful ritual of self-care is turning your bathtub, your shower into a goddess bath or a goddess shower, something that you can go and, and take your peace, your quiet, and uh, really sit with your own thoughts. It's a, it's a really interesting world today because we've been conditioned to just always keep going. Always keep active, always keep moving, keep the music on, keep everything, keep everything loud in the room. Always do this because if we sit in silence, the silence can get scary. And I think that that's the thing that we really deserve to do. And if silence is just the sound of the water coming around you, there's nothing wrong with that. Because what happens when we get in those baths is it takes us back to the womb. It takes us back to that womb space. And so what happens there is that womb space was a time when we didn't perceive any separation and we were in a, a really beautiful state of union and unity. And so when we go and we treat our baths as a ritual, as a ceremony, a good soaking, I can do a world of good, especially for this emotionally charged, sensitive time with all this Pisces energy and big medicine around us. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I love water. Um, being landlocked in Colorado. I'm from California. So moving here. Uh -huh. I was like, I'm, I'm from Florida. Oh, well, but here's the, here's the interesting thing, Shauna. Being in Colorado, we are in some of the oldest parts of the ocean. At one point, these mountains were the ocean floors and the tectonic plates, they switched and they started shifting around and boom, up come these mountains. But out here where, where I go hiking and, and do my pilgrimages, I can still find oyster shells in the rocks. Oh my gosh. How, okay. Oh yeah. It's so cool. So interesting. Um, Cause I love the water here and I try to find the cleanest, yeah. purest water, which is really only in the Alpine mountains. And so if you're not familiar with Colorado, yes. Um, basically most of our water here is man-made unless you're in the Alpine mountains. And then it's just, oh, it's just magical. It's cold, but it's magical. <laughs> so it is to wake you up. Oh my goodness. But it's good for you though, too. It's really good because it Absolutely. really like, um, helps with your, um, immune system and resets you. Uh, I learned real quick mm -hmm. when I was paddleboarding with my and, dog. <laughs> well, and, and the whole thing about, like the word anointing, anoint. The word, we're going, here Here we go, Shauna. We're going down a tributary. <laughs> so in Christianity, you have Jesus, right? Jesus the Christ. He wasn't walking around introducing himself as Jesus Christ. He was Jesus of Nazareth. So the word Christ is like a title. It's like the title of Buddha. But typically when we talk about Buddha, we're talking about the one who started out in this incarnation as Siddhartha Gautama. And then when we say, you know, the Buddha this, the Buddha says that, it's typically the one we're thinking of. So the Buddha is a title. So is Christ. Christ comes from Christos. Christos means anointed. And anointing, before Christianity was ever Christianity, anointing is what would happen uh, every year with the shepherds and, and their flock. 
they would gather these roots, these barks, these leaves from these trees and these shrubs around their area. They would boil them up. They would put them in oil. They would let them sit. And then they would pour the oil over their animal's head where it would go down the neck and distribute along the spinal column and then go down all over the fur and basically keep all of the blood suckers like the ticks or uh, lice or fleas or chiggers or whatever it is, keep them off the animal and keep their animals healthy. So even that, like the pouring over of the water going over your head, that's an anointing. And that's literally clearing you away from all of those energy suckers that are like doubts and fears and, you know, upsets and all that good stuff that catalyzes us and makes us better human beings. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I can yeah. tell already. We're going to get some good topics today, everybody, because uh, she has so much knowledge. She's already like, we're not even <laughs> 10 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Sean, I'm here for the ride. I love it. Um, so do you have a favorite or a regular full moon practice that you like to be consistent with? Uh, I do. I enjoy. Um, well, for me, I don't I don't know if I could be called a moon worshiper or sun worshiper or anything. I think that the same thing that sits inside of me and animates my spirit, my soul is the same thing that makes the moon show up in the sky and makes the sunrise every morning and makes these mountains out here seeing and the forest talk and all those good things. So for me, it's not like an act of worship, more so it's a moment to sit and just honor the same thing that sits within me sitting within that too. Mm, a, re a remembrance of unity, I guess. I and what do I like to do? I love a good fire. Um, I'm double fire and I love a good fire. The full moons, the new moons, the new moons, I speak my intentions and I, I breathe my aspirations into the things that I want to show up for me. And the full moons, typically it's self-reflection and self-revelation. I like to sit with myself. Um, usually I hold uh, my sweat lodges on a full moon and we do other things like plant ceremonies on new moons. Ooh, I love that. And something you said that I really want to dig into, uh, you said it in oh, I think a recent post, you had said the outside reflects the inside. And so I'd love mm -hmm. to talk about just the concept of reflection. Sure. Uh, I <laughs> had a really great teacher. His name was Patrick Collard. And, uh, when I was apprenticing with him, he, he had two rules. The first rule is nothing happens at random. And he said that the sooner you can understand that and grasp that concept and live by it, the quicker more of this will start to make sense. And the second thing that he would talk about is, <laughs> here's where it gets fun. So he'd say, you know, the, the whole world around you is a 360 degree reflection of something that you've got going on inside of you. And so I want you to take a look at what you've got going on in your life currently, what kind of relationships you're having, how you're moving with your career, how you're moving with your well-being, what's your what's your spiritual state like, what's that feel like, who are you noticing in your life, what are your challenges? And I would answer and then he would say that's you. 360 degrees of your life is you. It is a reflection of something. So anything that you see 
out here, you're just seeing an aspect of yourself. And so when they'd say that phrase, you know, this whole life's a 360 degree view of yourself. What do you see? And that was a, that was a really great lesson to learn and live by. That's mm-hmm. so deep. I want, if you guys are- <laughs> well, come on, Pisces. I'm a Scorpio. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So that is so funny. Huh? I used to only date um, ma- like men like Scorpios and obviously didn't work out because Scorpios are a very uh, interesting. Did you of- want to stay with them? Um, Did you, so- would you want to stay with them? They were, well, this is when I didn't have great self-worth and they were either like verbally abusive, mentally abusive, cheating on me, mm-hmm. um, just all the things. But let's be real, Scorpios. No, that's just for amazing. the record, those are low vibrational Scorpios. Yes, for just, sure. Just for the record. But if you guys are not, no, if you've never been with a Scorpio, male and female, they have a great sexual drive. So that is why I stay <laughs> with the Scorpio. Thanks, Shana. <laughs> Um, but that's, I we, have, we have a great drive. Some of us are inspired by our lower chakras. Some of us are inspired by our higher chakras. I believe every Scorpio has to go through that lesson, but we do get the lesson. <laughs> and I've always gotten along with, um, female Scorpios. So that is so funny. Like instantly always had great combos. So, so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, alignment. We're fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, back on track here. So, <laughs> so self-reflection, mm-hmm. I think, is so hard for many people to sit with. And you, you said something earlier when we were talking about just sitting with your feelings and not having, you know, the music, uh-huh. the phone or the TV or something around you because when you're not, when you're forced to sit and reflect you're forced to confront and mm-hmm. it is hard for us mm-hmm. and we can't change what we won't look at absolutely we, um, that's a big one you can't change what you won't look at and so if you want things to change you got to look at some stuff that's 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 the hero's journey that's the journey of of anybody that's ever wanting to go deeper and expand there's stuff that you're going to have to look at. And that's not me telling you on a personal level. That's just, that's the equation. That's how it works. And so when you do that, I think, I think that a thing that people really deserve to be reminded of is that you can be courageous and still feel afraid, or you can feel afraid and still be courageous. It's courage isn't, it's not about not not being afraid of something it's about going through and taking the action of what you're inspired to do even when you are afraid that's the big one and you know here we go pisces let's go deeper the word fear because i'm an etymological nerd like i love to know where words come from the word fear literally comes from the word reverence And reverence is the first grace. Reverence is our ability to honor or celebrate something. Some people revere the full moon. Some people revere their dogs. Some people revere their partners. Some people revere whatever they call their spirituality. And so if fear came from reverence, if fear came from a phrase that means to honor, to praise something, then where did it become this big, scary Hollywood production of, oh my gosh, you can't move and nothing's going to happen and I'm stuck and oh, I'll never be able to get out of this. And I'll never be as advanced as they are and all that that stuff that those 9,999 
conversations in our head try and convince us of. Mm. So would you say that fear, if you dig down real deep, is an act of love that you haven't come to realize? Yes. Yeah. I think that I think that our fear, I think that we we brought out this word fear from reverence because we wanted to remind ourselves, don't run from your fear. Like, go honor it. Go put some attention on it. Go celebrate it. Go figure out why you got scared. What's your story behind that? My grandmother was the greatest storyteller ever. And she used to always say, well, what do you think his story is? What do you think her story is? And that's, I've gone on to live like that. And just, you know, when you, when you, when you live in this life, there's already enough people who are walking in fear in the afraid sense. And I think that what's happening is there's, we're fast growing into a space where people are saying, you know, something's got to change. Something's got to, something's got to give here because I'm tired of living the way that I'm living, which is often what happens with that true node return that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. They just, even if they're scared, they'll just go for it. It just, something's got to give, something's got to be different here, different actions, different results. Right. So that's when people start to make those big changes is when they get in that state of fear and it becomes a, a, a point that, you know, I tell people, you can choose fear or love, but even when you choose fear, you're adding to whatever your situation is. You're starting to add more pressure. You're adding more tension. You're adding enough hurt, maybe enough pain that eventually it will get you to a place where you are choosing love. And so even when people choose fear, I don't get upset when somebody chooses fear. I just say, mm, good job, because you just got one step closer to that point where you're going to choose love. And then all of this changes. <laughs> that is one thing mm -hmm. that I love about your messaging is you always incorporate some sort of whatever decision people are making. You're always saying, OK, good choice, because it's that you made a choice. You you made a decision to go in a direction and it doesn't matter. You're going to get where you need to go eventually. Some some people yeah. may take a little bit longer, but as long as you move mm -hmm. forward. So I love we that. choose the duration of our lessons. That's for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how would <laughs> speaking of lessons, how would if somebody is trying to you know, make a change and they know they have a lesson to learn. How can somebody move through that lesson faster if they're willing to, you know, do that inner work? If someone is feeling they need to make a change, say the second part. If they want to make a change, they they know, they already know. They're like, all right, I've, I'm ready. I know a lesson's coming. But, you know, how can mm -hmm. we... Not fast forward, because that's not what it's about. But how can I, you know, how can we move to, to the, the lesson with enough grace so we're not waiting years and years and years to get to the point where we want yeah. to be? So, so if you're feeling like you need to make change, don't put the lesson in the future. I know a lesson's coming. If you feel like you need to make change, if you're feeling like, okay, change is upon me. Well, if change is upon you, so is that lesson already. And that's how you invite the, the revelation of that lesson quicker into your world. But before anything, knowing that you're worth it, knowing that you are of value, that your value is priceless in this life, that if you weren't here on this planet, this whole world would be completely different without you, that you matter. That's a huge one, right? You matter. And it's funny because we say this, right? Like that matters or we say when we're hurt, 
that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And really, if you look at that word matter, I mean, matter as in there's a significance to it that it means something, but also matter like materialization, like it matters. It, it is literally mattering. It's informing itself right in front of you, which then that word comes from mater, which is mother, which is, you know, the number one human creator creatrix right there are the mommies. And so if, it, if, if you've got to make this change, then also make sure that you're in that same moment realizing I'm worth it to make this change. And also this lesson is here. And so ask for revelation. I'm ready to see more. The whole reason that things take a while for people is because they, we go through these really big initiations about being confident in, in hearing the voices of our heart or the voice of our heart. We have to go through these lessons in order to figure out what the 9,999 other voices are in our head and the one that's our heart. I can tell you, it gets a lot easier if you don't have to go through all of those 9,999 voices and you just learn how to tune your dial, tune your antenna to the voice of the heart. And so this is how you do it. You, you realize that you're worthy to make that connection. You realize that, that connection's already here. And now you're starting to tune into that. You're attuning to it. And so then what happens is you figure out, all right, the voice of my heart will never speak fear. The voice of my heart will always speak uh, infinite possibilities. The voice of my heart will never say, well, gosh, Tia, like what, it, you know, you can do it, but what will the neighbors think what will your family think what will your other think and so you do that and the more that you do that and the more consistent you are with that the more you will walk in that space wake up every morning knowing you know what i am going to have a full day and night of a bunch of series of nows and the the power of me is the power in my choice to perceive what's going on in those now moments and what i decide to do with those now moments that's what makes us all powerful as human beings, humankind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And I, you know, on my own journey, you know, it took, it took a while to get to that point of stop thinking about the past, stop thinking about the future It is the now it is the only yeah. thing we have. And it's the only thing we can control. And it is the only moment in reality, right? Cause time is actually irrelevant. And now is the only thing you can. Con- it's irrelevant until we make it relevant. And right. so at this point in life, for the most part, we make it relevant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. Another topic I would love to. You're fun, Shauna. Thank you. <laughs> you are as well. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So I think, you know, the world is, I don't think we'll ever get back to normal. Um, I think people are, are hanging on to that, like pre-COVID mindset and, I think we need to realize that again, we're in the, this is the now and let's move forward. So okay. for those people who have struggled as I think a lot of the world has and are ready to kind of get back into a better state of alignment with whatever they recognize, whether it's the new them or just being happier or being more blissful, how can somebody really let go of the trauma that they have endured, whether it's a big trauma or a little trauma in the last few years and just move forward. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) Oh goodness, Shauna, here we go. Are you buckled (laughs) in? I want to make sure you're buckled in before we head down this rabbit hole. (laughs) 
So I, I am not here to deny anyone else their own truth. And in fact, the thing that I have learned on my journey is that everyone, that, that whole thing about a one truth, a universe, one song, one truth, one love, the one truth is that we all have we all have a truth. And many of us have many truths. And at any given time, we're all living by that truth. And so in order to answer your question, I wanna say, okay, yes, in some realm, in some circle of reality, letting go of a thing is a truth. You still with me? Mm -hmm. Okay. Letting go is a specific truth. But if we go deeper into that spiral and we go deeper into that truth, then really let's take a look at it because letting go, we get into these hamster wheel cycles of thinking because we're told and we're conditioned and, and you know, all the books and all the great speakers, they all tell us that we've got to let go. I've got to let go. But as we go deeper into the spiral, maybe, maybe for some of us letting go, there's more to it. And so maybe in a, in a deeper, deeper, going deeper into that, letting go of something, when, when you're wanting to let go of something, that thing that you're wanting to let go of, I mean, think about it for yourself. Personally, what's the thing that you would like to let go of? When you have this idea of letting go of something, that thing is your perspective. It's not my perspective. It's not their perspective. So you're you're holding on to this thing, which is your perspective, and you're wanting to let go of it. But where are you wanting to let it let it go to? What are you going to give it to? Because what you're going to give it to is still your perspective. You, you with me? Yeah, yeah. So we get really caught up buying books and going to hear these speakers that talk about letting go and professional cord cutting and all that good stuff. And I'm not denying anybody their truth. If it works for you, great. But for me, letting go became uh, it, it became that that hamster wheel of thinking because I'm like, how can I let this go when what I'm letting it go? What what I'm letting go of is me. And what I'm letting it go to is still me. It's still a perspective that I've created, that I've perceived, that I see. So instead of letting go, or when you get tired of letting go and saying, gosh, I got to let go of that, I got to let go of that, but where do you really let it go to? If you go deeper with it, then you outgrow something. When you can outgrow something, you're not denying whatever it is that you perceived it to be. And you can lay it down. You can burn it over water. You can bury it. You can do whatever you want to with it. But then ultimately you can say, and from this, I grow into this or I grow this from that. That's, that's, where, I, that's where I like to reside, that part of the spiral. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was beautiful. And I, I think the way that you phrased that was so beautiful. And it really is about language. You said it earlier, you know, language and Thank words, you. They, they matter. And I think um, I agree because they matter. Know, I have <laughs> they never make really, things happen. Right. And, and you said something that I think people need to realize. Letting go is, is an energy. You can't let go of energy. You can't get rid of energy. It's never going to go away. So instead of phrasing it like that, 
saying something and I did this, um, I, when I work with my clients, I call it past life regression or timeline, um, Mm -hmm. therapy is going back in time, you know, in a meditation and forgiving, you're never going to forget, but forgiving yourself for the time that you wish to move upon from, because in that timeline, that is still you, that part of you is still, it's never going to go away. Got it. It's never going to disappear. And as you said, you're just outgrown that time. And there was a reason why that time happened. You want to be where you are in this yes. moment if it wasn't for that moment. So, <laughs> so this is getting fun. So you said it, right? I, I, you say, I am wanting to go into this space and forgive this thing. And then 40 seconds later, you say, you know, but then you see like you had to go through that thing. So let's go deeper on that one real quick. You're still buckled in. I'm still buckled in. <laughs> when we say I need to forgive this, what are you forgiving when you already know that you had to go through this thing? And I think that we have to go through it because we create these vibrations and those vibrations materialize. Like we literally we create the things that show up for us. Now, very easily people can say, I didn't create my trauma. I didn't want to put my trauma. I didn't want to, I, I didn't make that happen to me. No, you're right. It's not your fault. It is your lesson though. And so what happens is we tell ourselves, oh my gosh, at this point in my life, maybe I wasn't such a good person. And, you know, I need to go back and get forgiveness from other people, or I need to give forgiveness to myself at that point in my life. But if you had to go through that, If that was what brought you the best lessons for you in that moment at that time, then really what is there to forgive if all of this was unfolding in perfection? And I, yes. And I think another word I forgot to insert there is not necessarily forgive, but um, forgiven. I like to say forgive and thank, thank and forgive, like thank your past self for the lessons because you yeah. could never, ever be where you are. You could never have grown. And I hate to say it this way, but we go through pain for a reason. It is a moment in our sure. time and our souls to evolve, to expand, to change. And I, you know, I always hope people don't have to go through trauma or anything bad, but let's be real. Life is life. And there's, I, I believe there are initiations. We, we, I, when I was 27, I went to Peru and I stayed for three months. And this is, I'm going to be 44 next month. And so I I started going to Peru before the great ayahuasca tourism situation started happening. And one of the things that, that I noticed was that when I went there, all I was looking for was ayahuasca. And I just kept asking everyone, like, I'm looking for an ayahuasca girl. I'm looking for someone who can give me ceremony. And back then, it, it there were only certain places that you could find it responsibly. And so I, I ended up not drinking ayahuasca on that first trip. And and <laughs> from the from this crazy goose chase that ended up being really great for me, I ended up drinking this other stuff called San Pedro. They call it Wachuma. And Wachuma, once I drank it, I, I had visions. And the visions never stopped. And I had to spend another month and a half in Peru. And I would see visions of people, what people had been through when I passed them on the street. People I didn't even know. 
And I thought, oh gosh, like I drank the juice and now I'm crazy and I'm never going to be able to function in society because all I can see are these people's traumas. Everywhere I go, trauma, people going through just really horrible things. I get back to Florida and I go into a depression. I stay at my grandmother's. And like I said, my grandmother's my best friend. And I'm, I'm laying there, covers pulled up. I'm like this for several weeks. I can't go out in public because I just see everyone's stories. I see, I see all these things that people have gone through, these horrible things. And one day, one morning, my grandmother, the way I remember it, she's like ninja kicking the door in and she comes into my bedroom and she pulls the covers back and she says, my grandma is true Southern. She says, honey, what's the matter with you? And I said, uh, you know, give me those covers. I'm, I'm uh, depressed. I, I, I can't stop seeing the most horrible things that you can't even imagine happening to people. And she puts her hands on her hips and she says, look, anything that's come to you is, is a gift from love. It's a gift from God. And it's important that you honor that. And when she said that, it's like something snapped inside of me. And she goes, and now go out and get eggs from my chickens. So I got up. And I went and got the eggs from the chickens and I'm thinking about things and I'm thinking about what I'm doing. And my teacher was still alive at this time. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe I can go out and learn from him some more, whatever this is that's going on. My point to all of this is that those visions never stopped for me. And that's what's, that's what's made such good things happen in my world. But one of the things I had to learn is I, I find that pretty much everyone has gone through trauma. I never realized. I real. I thought that you know, I had a unique and rare experience. I thought that I was just. I was one of the few. I'm not one of the few. You're not one of the few. I find that most everyone has a trauma, and so if we have pretty much all gone through trauma, then that trauma has to be. It has to mean something. It has to be mean more than just oh my gosh, this horrible thing happened and I can't believe and did you hear? It's got to be more than that. And so if a lot of us are going through that, then I've come to realize, for me at least, that trauma is an initiation. It's initiation into suffering so that we can overcome suffering. It's an initiation into facing our fears so that we can overcome our fears. It's an initiation into strength, empowerment. It's an initiation into so many things that we literally grow from that trauma initiation. You know, we, we, we learn how we do or don't want to be in relationship when we go through specific traumas. And we learn how to walk in awareness or not in awareness with how we choose to deal with our traumas, how we choose to perceive them, how we choose to perceive anything that's grown from them. So, I mean, not to not to bring this down or maybe it's helping to bring it up, but ultimately people who have gone through traumas, those are the warriors. Those are the people who had to learn how to how to fight. They had to learn how to go into battle and make it out. And some of them, you know, became very loyal. And so they learned how to bring other people out with them or take other people through their own. And so what's happened now is more and more people are learning to deal with their traumas. I believe that everything has its place, including Western medicine. And so if it helps to get you clear headed, okay. And also 
I think and I find that there are more people practicing more alternative modalities to work with mental health or to, you know, just get themselves in a better space that what happens is more people are looking at their trauma and more people are starting to realize that they got initiated through their trauma. And so from that, they become warriors, then they get tired of fighting. So then they become peacemakers or love creators or whatever it is they want to title themselves. But that I, I really believe Shauna that We've gone through so much on this planet because we are initiating and refining out of it. We're outgrowing that slower, that slower vibrational stuff, those traumas, that suffering. Like I said, fear and reverence. <laughs> I think it all comes back. And that's a lesson I think I got from Gabby Bernstein when she talks about the Course of Miracles and like everything comes from love and fear. Everything, every decision, every thought, every energetic vibration and and I think when we can simplify things, because let's be real, our reality has changed dramatically from, you know, 50 years ago and all this technology and all these distractions. Yes. And so for those of you who are on this journey and you're struggling to find that next step, just make it simple, make it simple. And I think if we can come from a place mm -hmm. of love, I like to embrace love and curiosity. And I really try to ground myself mm -hmm. in those two things because that allows me to learn from others. It allows me to yeah. do any kind of um, lower vibrations that I have when I'm, you know, struggling. And it allows me to meet new people and learn about other <laughs> cultures and all the things. So mm -hmm. it um, opens you up. Yes. You know, okay. when, when you're having, I feel like, I feel like most everyone has had at least one day where they woke up and just things were aligned and they were feeling good and nothing could knock them off that, that foundation. And they just walking down the street and roses are coming out of the cement and they're helping people and people are happy and good things are happening around them. If you've experienced that day one time, you can have that day again. It's just a matter of deciding in this moment, what will I choose? How do I choose to see it? How do I choose this next, next thing that shows up? You talking about, you know, matter and things materializing. My teacher, he used to say, right now you're sitting in a room. You've got, you've got a wall around you. You've got a ceiling. You've got a floor. But right now you are inhabiting space. And as you're inhabiting that space, if we took away the walls, if we took away the ceiling, if we took away the floor, you would still be inhabiting that space. The space hasn't changed other than there's less things inhabiting it, but you're still there. Wherever you are, walking throughout your day, eating, you know, visiting, doing whatever it is that you do, in any moment that you're here and alive and embodied, what you are doing is you're constantly putting your transmission, your vibration out into the space. Wherever you find yourself, whether you're in a cab, whether you're sitting with your parents, whatever it is, and so all of this space is potential. All of this space that you find yourself inhabiting, you are constantly infusing it with your vibration, your transmission. The, the Pacos, the medicine men of the Andes Mountains, they call this your carpi. Your carpi is, is your energetic energetic transmission how what your vibe feels like if you're sitting standing on the elevator and the person comes in and you guys smile and laugh and have a good conversation 
Or if you get on the elevator and you say, Ooh, these are some weird vibes. Ooh, these vibes don't feel good. That's the contrasting energy. So you are constantly transmitting out into this world, out into, into the space that you're inhabiting. You're transmitting your vibration. What happens is that vibration informs all of the space. And then my teacher would say, you know, you can interchange the word space with the word potential. You are constantly informing potential around you right now. You are constantly how you're feeling, how you're honoring yourself or not honoring yourself, how you're speaking, how you're treating your relationships, how you treat your mom. You are constantly creating a type of quality, a vibration that is going out here and informing all of this space, all of this potential around you. That's how you create your reality. It's that. It's what am I choosing to inform this moment with? Am I informing it with my fears, my doubts, my anger, which is just undealt with hurts? Am I informing this with feeling inauthentic and going through imposter syndrome and giving everybody else the good advice, but not heeding my own. So in that, if you just pay attention, you find that heart voice, you realize that you're worthy to hear that heart voice. You take action from whatever that heart voice tells you to do. I learned a long time ago. I do not question my intuition anymore. If my intuition says, move forward, cool, I will move forward. If my intuition says, sit and pray, I will sit and pray. If my intuition says, duck now, I will duck right now. If my intuition says, keep going, get on the ship, fly away, go deeper, whatever it is, I just listen to that. And I have found that the more that I listen to that and the more that I inform the potential around me in that, that's how the magic happens. That's how the miracles occur. That's how people get to heal themselves. I love that. I love our abilities, what we can all do if we just get consistent and just remember our self-worth and value. <laughs> all right, you guys, we're done. That was like, that we finished. <laughs> Donna, thanks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I cannot believe almost an hour has flown by. Um, this has been just seriously a freaking beautiful conversation. I, I'm Well, you're super great and awesome, Shauna. And thank you for doing what you do in this world and for people. Thank you. And thanks for how you're doing for yourself and what you're making for yourself. That's beautiful. It's an honor to sit with you. Thank you for, as well. Yeah. So I've got all your links so I can tell the people where to find you. But where do you like to share Please your message? Do the most are you on you know instagram the most i you know my my <laughs> my luck dragon tells me i'm supposed to be on instagram a lot i am not on instagram a lot uh sewing fire tribe on facebook is my private group and it's sewing s-o-w-i-n-g as okay. in we're sowing seeds sowing fire so sewing fire tribe and also i'm on tiktok i have <laughs> when you get there it's just a bunch of videos of my face because I am not a big fan of being on a video and also I realize if I'm going to speak it then it's good for people to be able to see who's speaking it so yeah, yeah I'm on TikTok as well <laughs> beautiful and yeah. then let's wrap up um I will have all your links posted so people can easily reach you and find you um what services do you offer the world right now or maybe any upcoming retreats you may have? Sure. So um, twice a year, uh, we take people to Peru and we take them to the Yucatan. And I 
I have seen for as long as I've been doing it, uh, since 2013, I have seen that people get called to these places and, and they get, they get lit up, but also I think they get called by those places to come and light those places up. So I take group trips. Um, yeah, we put on retreats. We'll start doing more next year. We offer plant medicine journeys up here in Colorado, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that we're doing. Mentorships. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. And I'm getting ready to write these books. So be looking out for the books. Yeah, Ooh, I cannot wait. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm going to have to have another podcast when you launch your books because I I will need to know all about it. So stay tuned for that. In the Perfect. Future. Thanks. Shana. Thank you. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And I always like to kind of recap a couple topics because we can get lost in all the conversation. And I think three things that we could take away from this was number one, trust and believe in you. And that is hard, but yes, trust and believe in you, um, your energy and how you are vibrating impacts what you have around you. And Absolutely. I think, um, love and fear. What are you going to choose today? Love or fear? Do you know that you're worth it to choose love? As long as you know that you're worth it to choose love, then what you decide is entirely up to you. But knowing that you're worth it to take that step, even when it's scary. I think Paolo Coelho says, let fear be your gas pedal instead of your brake. <laughs> All right. Uh -huh. We'll leave it there. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And don't forget to share. Bye now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh.